And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Not a fake of that boy Malcolm's random crap show. I am your host, that boy Malcolm. It's been a long time, I know. Uh, I guess when you don't have the money that you wish you had, you can't just do the things that you normally would do. Uh, I had to upgrade my computer system. Uh, I ended my long-lasting uh, reliability on the Microsoft computer products. The uh, and I have me a Apple laptop Mac, MacBook Pro, excuse me, MacBook Pro, um, so I guess I am on the other side. Uh, <laughs> I got tired of having computers uh, slow down on me, slow down on me, and uh, just, I, I guess you could say, quit on those uh, old viruses. But as you can hear right now, I'm playing the theme. Uh, the song Call the Personality uh, by Living Color, also known as the theme music to former WWE wrestlers and Ring of Honor wrestler CM Punk, who who makes his debut uh, this upcoming uh, weekend in uh, UFC 203. Uh, he has a, a match against Mike Gall, a young up-and-comer. I think Mike Gall has a 2-0 record. I could be wrong on that. This is off the top of my head. Uh, I'm not the biggest UFC fan. I recently went and saw 200. Uh, I remember watching uh, 100 uh, a few years back when I think 100 was the one when uh, Brock Lesnar beat uh, Randy Couture for the heavyweight champion and people said that was the greatest UFC card of all time and people who know me know I wasn't really impressed with the card or the sport but I'm trying to gravitate I've been trying to gravitate to it for the longest and I watched 200 and people didn't like 200 and in actuality I actually kind of like 200 except for uh, the one match I can't think of the guy name of uh, and it was kind of a big deal match, but I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, but he spent the whole time on the floor, and uh, and that just didn't interest me that much. The the grappling, on ground grappling part of the sports is not my favorite. But uh, CM Punk makes his debut. Uh, he recently was uh, had his uh, on Fox Sports One. He recently had kind of a reality show type deal. Well. I guess you can say it's like the HBO uh, uh, Showtime deal when, you know, they try to introduce the fighters and try to hype up the fight. And it was basically focused on him because UFC, what I've always given them props for, is does a very good job of marketing their sport. And they know that there are people who are wrestling fans who will be intrigued by 203's car, and they will be looking forward to seeing the debut of CM Punk win or lose just because it's something intriguing to him. But CM Punk also did an interview, I mean, well, not an interview, 
this is what CM Punk had to say on he had uh, on the on the uh, reality show that he uh, did, uh, and this is what he had to say about his up uh, not really his upcoming fight, but the whole ideal of pursuing UFC, leaving the WWE. You can kind of grasp what he was getting at. He didn't really direct it at why he's leaving WWE. It wasn't really about that, but it was more or less about why he's uh, he fought in UFC. training or not taking it seriously, but I don't focus on the negative things from people that don't matter to me. Anybody out there, race, creed, religion, do whatever we want, do whatever makes you happy. That's what this is about for me. This makes me happy. And pretty much that's kind of what I grasp when that is. Uh, if you remember the exit and interview, interviews as he left WWE, he wasn't really happy. That was pretty much what it was all about. Um, this is a goal he set for himself, something he was interested in when I had won for it. And the ideal is it makes him happy, and pretty much I'm one for it. Uh, the reason why I respect this guy so much, but uh, uh, when he left the WWE, the idea that they tried to make it seem like he didn't he he quit uh quit because he didn't love the sport he didn't but what happened is is at a certain point the reason why I respect him so much when you can tell the so-called top guy basically to fuck off because you know I mean the whole idea of this is where you should want to be in Maybe you don't want to be there. Maybe you got other goals. Maybe things, you know, if you're not happy, why would you want to be in a situation when you're not happy? And, I, and why not pursue, it's never too late to pursue something different that will make you happy. And that's what he did. And that's the reason why I respect the guy so much. Um, in other news, though, the big news of the last couple of weeks, Colin Kaepernick and a couple, uh, a couple of weeks ago in a preseason game, this is the big story the big deal that's been circulating the last few months. Colin Ka Kaepernick sat down doing the national anthem and the shit basically hit the fan. Uh, sports fans sports fans uh, really pretty much split on this idea. It's not really just sports fans cause, because he said because um, as you well know, he said because his ideal is that recent events, a lot of videos have surfaced over the last few years of black men, black women being uh, being killed by police officers, or not even just killed by police officers, uh, murdered. And also, well, you could, yeah, murdered, and also the people who does the murdering are pretty much let off, and that's his stance. That's the reason why he made the stances because that that's been a big deal of the last few years, and a lot of people don't want to talk about it, and some people want to talk about it. Me personally, I feel like it's one of those issues that needs to be talked about. I don't understand how you can resolve any issue without talking. Argue it out. Figure it out. 
But what happens is, is when people, the problem is, is people don't want to talk about it. What they want to do is talk at it. In essence, here's my view. I don't give a damn about your view. And nothing gets resolved. Now, but as it comes to Colin Kaepernick, I've been critical. I've been critical of him. And I've been criticized by people who support him because, to be honest, I I am a big sports fan and I know a little bit about Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick is the same guy who, let's be real, split up his locker room in San Francisco last year before all this was going on. He's the same guy that uh, pretty much slid into his teammates' uh personal relationship uh, Alden Smith at the time was his teammate basically the reason why Alden Smith had personal problems with his uh, then girlfriend he's also the same teammate that uh, quit on his team last season which if anybody that knows about the NFL that is the one sport if you, especially at the quarterback position if you quit on your team there's no there's no forgiveness for that. That is like the ultimate. Even if you're just playing horrible, uh, even if you're hurt, even if it doesn't matter, you don't quit on your team in the NFL. That that is something you just cannot do. Also, me being from Houston, I remember last year, uh, uh, no, two years ago, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, well, two, one and a half years ago, May of two thousand fifteen. 15, he, uh, during the Houston floods, he posted a picture of himself, uh, uh, pretty much on, uh, Twitter, basically saying he told Houston the storm is coming, and it was pretty much a picture of him, and, uh, it was pretty much self-promotion of Colin Kaepernick, and that's partially my issues with him, uh, also the fact that um, Colin Kaepernick's contract this season is guaranteed. He really didn't have nothing to lose this season. Honestly, I honestly I felt like he did. He didn't want to get cut. Is the reason he didn't want to make the story about why he was getting cut? If because it was a possibility before I me mean, when this was going on when this started, his his performances. Well, not even his performance, his lack of performance over the last year and a uh, half year. Uh, training camp, he wasn't able to play in the uh, practice and training camp. Uh, he had a, a arm injury. Uh, he was pretty much out with a dead arm. And there were talks of him being released. His uh, the, the first preseason game he played, he did not play well in. And first... Uh, First preseason game he played, he didn't play well in. Excuse me, I had to. <laughs> uh, he went two for six with a uh, 33% passing, 14 yards, ran the ball four times for 18 yards. Really didn't look good in that first preseason game. Uh, that was the initial look, and and the, the 49ers did did their due diligence to let it be known that Colin Kaepernick could be cut during the preseason. And I honestly, I think the, the second preseason game, 
uh, he came out him uh, he came out and his performance was better and I think honestly I think he saved his job and that's re the reason why he's on this team is because he uh, uh, threw 11 for 18 61 percent 103 yards and he, he ran the ball pretty much decent four carries for 38 yards so he performed a little bit better in the second preseason game and that, that's the reason why he's still on the team it was like if it wasn't for that last preseason game it was likely he'd be cut now as for Kaepernick's contract situation as I try to bring it up here As for, uh, excuse me, as for uh, Kaepernick's contract situation, he, uh, this year he's a $15 million cap hit, $15.8 million cap hit for the, uh, the, the San Francisco 49ers. Guaranteed because uh, in his contract, uh, I want to say April, in his contract, April, either it's April 1st or May the 1st, I want to say April 1st. In his contract, his uh, contract is guaranteed for the entire season. That was the the incentive of him performing well is because his is uh, because his contract is guaranteed. He was gonna get paid regardless, win or lose. He's gonna get the whole fifteen million. The ideal is that uh, at the end of, at by week eight, the trade day deadline. If the 49ers can showcase him, I, honestly, this is, I think, what the 49ers plan is. They're going to try to showcase him in certain packages and whatever. And if a team if a team has an injured quarterback by week eight, they're going to try to trade him, uh, trade him away, try to get some I think that is the 49ers plan. And really, I think the 49ers plan is to do away with the season and try to find a way at the end of the season to uh, to uh, to get a at the end of the season try to get, pretty much get a top notch draft pick and try to find a way to uh, draft one of the better players in the league better draft picks in the league one of the high draft picks maybe a high, high quarterback Deshaun Watson or someone of that ilk now people 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 don't believe the idea that Kaepernick did not play well. Uh, he hasn't really played well career-wise since 2013, uh, his last season. No, actually, honestly, you can say he didn't play well since 2012. 2013 was the last season, winning season for the 49ers, and also the last winning season last year of uh, of uh, Harbar as a head coach. And... As you can see, the next two seasons, Kaepernick, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 2014, 50, oh, 60% passing, 3,369 yards, but the 49ers ended the season 8-8. Eight and eight. The next season, last season, six touchdowns, five interceptions, and, and eight games started. Two and six record, fifty nine percent passing. Uh, sacks have went up since uh, Harbaugh left. He he was sacked two thousand fourteen fifty two times. Two thousand fifteen it was twenty eight, but he only played half a season. Uh, 
but let's just say he hasn't performed the way he did with Harbar. That that is a key reason to what's going on with Kaepernick was looking likely to be cut. Now, I could be wrong about the idea of who the guy is. Hopefully I am. Uh, I want to be wrong about it. I want to believe that he did not do this out of uh, out of trying to change the story of uh, why he was cut. Now, there are some people who are arguing because he got beat out by Blaine Gabbard, and some people believe that, hey, uh, Blaine Gabbard, why would they start Blaine Gabbard over Colin Kaepernick? It's, and some people actually believe it's because of the current issue that's going on. And you can you can actually piece together, sadly enough, quarterback uh, passing rate in a 90.3 for Blaine Gabbard, 67.5 for... Colin Kaepernick in the preseason. I, honestly, I don't think either guy performed all that well, but Blaine Gabbert will be the starting quarterback going into the season, and we'll see how that go. I, Blaine Gabbert, let's, let's be honest, Blaine Gabbert, he's a quarterback, and he's terrible. And if Colin Kaepernick got beat out by Blaine Gabbert, what's that to say about Colin Kaepernick? That, that is the professional, or that is the football in-game football I look on Kaepernick. Now, some people, as in this issue in particular, some people are trying to claim that uh, due to this Harvard study that there are no, that was supposedly this Harvard study that shows that there's no racial bias between the with uh with a uh, police officers in America and and everybody hard conservatives heard this issue they went out and promoted this as the overrun proof and I'm sorry to tell you but you I guess they certain people just read titles and don't read articles because in the same study it this the same study. It, okay, because what they did was they looked at the numbers and they rounded off to I want to say to ten thousand. It was a ten, I, yeah, ten thousand stops, and this was pretty much they looked at the New York Police Department, which is ironic. They look at one police department, which kind of it only shows the statistics for the NYC uh, Police Department basically, and. With it, it, it within it, so basically ten thousand stops with uh, statistics on white people being stopped by the police. Ten thousand stops with with blacks, and in this study, which heralds to prove that you know that is that the police doesn't racial profile. This is the part that these people do not do not consider, and they don't let it out. That out of ten thousand uh, stops with uh, black people being stopped by the police, six hundred and twenty-three were pushed against the wall, compared to five hundred and twenty-nine pushed against pushed onto a wall. 
Use of handcuffs, 310 for blacks, 266 for whites. Uh, police were more likely to, police drew their weapons on blacks 155 times. This is pretty much like an average, uh, average with 10,000 stops. Um, rounded off to 10,000 stops, average stop. 129 whites pushed to the ground, 136 with blacks, 114 with whites, use of hands, 2,165 with blacks, 100 and, I mean, 1,845 with uh, whites, point weapon at 54 times with blacks, 43 times with white, use a pepper spray up a 10, 5 times blacks, 4 times white. I know you're looking hearing these numbers. All numbers more with blacks, uh, less with whites, uh, and but they're not that. It seems like okay, well, ten thousand stops. That's those numbers are. But here's the deal. This is the way you look at these numbers. Use of hands is seventeen percent more likely by the NYPD to if you're black. That the police officers will use 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 their hands. Eighteen percent more likely if you're black, they'll push you against the wall. Sixteen percent more likely they'll use their hands, uh, handcuffs. Nineteen percent more likely that they're they're gonna use they're gonna draw their weapon. Eighteen percent more likely with blacks they're gonna uh, push them on the ground. It's twenty four percent more likely that with blacks are going to point their weapon and 25% more likely they will use a baton or a spray. Now this is this is the conservative argument and it's still size that, the, that uh, uh, NYPD like I say more studies need to be done on this. I don't think the NYPD is the equalizing factor into figuring out numbers is a good study. But it actually shows that some people, one, will run off with a story without actually looking into the story. They just, they just, they go by the point of what they're told. But, who's to say, huh? Now, this is the big argument uh, they try to make. Now you can go deeper into numbers and statistics and numbers, and uh, we're gonna look. I'm gonna look at some statistics from 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 the last few years. Percentages. I I, I want to say yeah, May of 2013 to April of 2015. This is why I found this this statistic from uh, percentages percentages of uh, racially killed by the police. 49% white, 30% black, 19% Hispanic, and 2% uh, uh, Asian. Now, you, you compare those demographic numbers with reality of dem the demographics of uh, people in the United States, the citizens, racially, what this country is uh, divided by, and you'll notice that... Uh, White people are seventy-two percent of the population. Blacks are twelve percent of the population. 
Asians are 4% of the population. It's us. Um, ah. Now, I will say that uh, the white argument is kind of off because my statistic did not break down racially uh, uh, racially Hispanic and white. Let me see if I can find something better. Uh, I want to say 15% Hispanic and 54% 54% white, I want to say, last I checked, I want to say it was 15%. Maybe it's, it could be a lower number that or a higher number than that Hispanic. But relevant to the case, 54% of, uh, of the country's population is white, while 49% of the people shot by police are, black, are, are white, and 30% of the people shot by police are black, while 12% of the population is black. That means... Blacks are killed double the rate, more than double the weight. Well, actually, double and a half the rate of population, comparatively speaking. Now, I will add there are some there are some variables in that argument that could explain why that happens. Uh, one, police uh, blacks are. 29% of the prison system, which goes back into the idea that incarceration is the ideal plan to 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 pretty much pretty much split up the black homes. Basically, that is the conspiracy theory around that. Uh, I will also add that it could be also has something to do with blacks are more likely to stay in. Uh, major cities, uh, urban areas, while white suburban or rural areas. So that, that can feud off the numbers and people tend to in city focus on basically trying to add more police to add more to police to limit crime because crime numbers seem to look like they're worse in major cities, but in actuality, they're not. They're pretty much. It's not as bad as people perceive it as. If you put more people in an area, there's going to be more crime in that area. If you put less people in the area, there's going to be less crime. Uh, I'm gonna take me a quick commercial break, but when I get back, we get back to sports uh, and talk about talk a little bit about uh, my NFL predictions. Well, no, we're talking about Wesley Snipe. Oh, we did talk about. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna into that. Three, he gets three years. Yeah, you can't uh, put Blade away though for three years, which I think and is three federal years. That's a way. long time. And where's, he uh, gonna, where's he gonna hide in the Congo? Yeah, where's he going? <laughs> Here's your first night in prison. You know, you got three years to go. You're sitting on that nasty bed and some goofy ass asking you about, hey man, <sighs> does Woody really smoke that much weed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you really think white men can't jump? And is there a lot of money on that train, for real? <laughs> and there he is in the joint. <laughs> oh, hey, man, let me ask bastard. you something. You How come you can live in the day and the other ones can't? Tell me you never really explained that. 
You never really explained that. Gotta explain every dumb movie he's ever been in. <laughs> Yo, you you ain't so bad without your sword. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn! And he'd just be like, "Uh oh, here it goes. Now I gotta fight. Now I gotta fight." Yeah, you look like you kicked a lot of ass in that movie. Hey, how come you didn't just get frozen? <laughs> get frozen like Demolition Man. Well, it, it was a picture. It was a movie I was making. And, uh, man, I, if I could get frozen like y'all come back in the year 2322. <laughs> <laughs> Cars be flying. <laughs> you stupid, Wesley. You and Stallone shit got frozen like you did in that movie. Come out and beat up the cops because they don't know nothing about what you do. Yeah. You could you should have got frozen and came back when there's no such thing as taxes. I'd have waited till the statue of limitations was up on the tax crap. Wesley. He's right, you you is stupid. How'd you get caught? Why don't you just go to your blade lair? And and have Chris Christopherson uh hide you. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Nigga, you better not bite me when I'm asleep. <laughs> <laughs> the sad part the, the sad part of this, this is the first five minutes of, of a three year sentence. Yeah, so three years this, this is just the yeah. first five minutes. You being a prison barber, the dude flicks the papers over there. So what you want? You want the blade cut? <laughs> or the demolition man? Because we I don't you know, dye is expensive. <laughs> that would be seventeen cigarettes for the demolition man and ten for the blade cut. Wait, and even the guard said, even when he comes in, the guard got him. Yeah, you ain't gonna be able to jump over the fence like you do in Blade. <laughs> yeah. Everything is one of his movies. Yeah, they just gotta get on him about that all the time now. He'll just be there like, uh, yeah. he's got, he's there, he's just got one one scratched in his wall. <laughs> got like a thousand to go. <laughs> oh, <four> days. <laughs> Oh, the Aryan Brotherhood comes up. Oh. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Snipes? How are you? I heard you think we can't jump. Yeah. What, what do you mean? I just, it was just a movie. Yeah, we're going to see how high you can jump. I love your movies there, boy. Them some good movies. I see you, you beat up a lot of white people in that movie, didn't you? Oh, <laughs> Wesley's just. Uh, I like to say that Blade fought off the sisters. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, no! But it just didn't. He did not have that sword <laughs> to stop the sisters. <laughs> oh, it went on for years. <laughs> oh. I'm about to throw Blade off this roof. Wait, 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 wait! If he, I know a lot about taxes. I know a lot about taxes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, it's uh, very good. Wesley Snipes doing three years. Um. Wait a minute. Just end it like that. We gotta move on. And he's in the joint. And, that, and that's uh. what we got on that. That was uh. Old school opening and Anthony Shaw with the late great Patrice O'Neill. You people who know that is my one of my favorite comedians of all time. And that was a little joke bit they went on. Uh but it's uh it's about that time you the NFL season's about to start. And when the NFL season starts it's what what's the random the thing that everybody must do at the beginning? Let me at the at the beginning of the NFL season. Time to make some 
random crappy predictions. Uh, we're gonna start. I'm gonna start off with the with the my NFL prediction. Start off with the AFC East. I think uh, somebody besides the Patriots will win that division because of uh, Tom Brady sitting out the first four games. I think at best they get off to a one and four start. And the team I I have winning the division. It was. See, the Dolphins aren't reliable, so I can't go with the Dolphins and the Jets on the Jets. Even though they played well with Fitzpatrick last year, I just, I actually see the Jets falling apart. And Rex Ryan somehow finds ways to, to push his team, which isn't as talented as they should be somehow finds ways to make them play well enough to make the playoffs. I'm actually picking the Buffalo Bills to win this division, uh, the Patriots to come in second on a late run, the Dolphins in third, and the New York Jets just coming up the real in last place in the division. Uh, the X Factor, though, I will say, well, one is the Patriots. The Patriots is the big X Factor because they can go... They can actually go two and two, three and one, surprise everybody in their first four games. And with Tom Brady coming back, coming back with a vengeance, they can go on a huge run. I don't think that's likely, but I think the Patriots are the X factor in that division. Um, then the, you got the NFC AFC North. In AFC North, I have Cincinnati winning the division for the third street year in a row. I mean, actually, yeah, fourth year in a row actually. Cincinnati winning the division, the Baltimore, no, third, second year in a row, I'm wrong, our last two seasons, two seasons prior to the wild cards, but AFC North champions, the Cincinnati Bengals, I have the Baltimore Ravens in second, Pittsburgh, who hasn't improved their offensive line in third, and the Cleveland Browns coming up the rear in, uh, in uh, last place of the division. Now, in the AFC South, I have the Houston Texans winning the division. Uh, I have uh, I have uh, Indianapolis Colts coming in second. I have the Tennessee Titans uh, coming in third, and Jacksonville coming in last. There are a lot of variables in this division, which convolutes and makes everything just crazy. Uh, What place, I mean, what will any, uh, uh, Andrew Luck performance be this year when we make a comeback from last year being injured, really also not playing well? Will Tennessee and Jacksonville improve? Uh, they got young quarterbacks, Mariota and Bortles. Uh, people are high on Jacksonville. Jacksonville could be a huge X-Factor. Uh, even the Houston Texans. Uh, there's an X factor with them. How will Brock Oswell perform? Uh, how will will the Javion Clowney actually play well for an entire season? Will he can he stay healthy? He plays when he's on the field. He plays well, but he's rarely on the field. How will JJ Watt return from his back injury? Now, what I will say about the Texans is they added a lot of speed. Uh, drafting Will Fuller, signing uh, Miller as running back. Uh, they have a healthy running back now, so let's this division. This division could be the exact opposite of what I predicted. That's how crazy it is because there are so many X factors in this division. Uh, the next division, uh, 
AFC West. I have the Oakland Raiders winning the division. I think this is the year they, uh, uh, oh my god, uh, uh, car. Why can't think of his name right now? But the other car, the good car, I think, uh, will, uh, perform well this year. I think Amari Cooper will progress as a, a dominant receiver. I have Oakland winning the division, Kansas City coming in second, uh, San Diego in third, and Denver. At about a, by midpoint or half or close to the end of the season, I have a prediction prediction that Denver will be moving on when uh, Lynch is the strong quarterback. Uh, Gary Kubiak has a quarterback friendly system. But okay, the X factor in this division is the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Highly talented team, very, very well coached by Andy Reid. Uh, they could actually win this division. Uh, they could actually uh, repeat, I mean, uh, I mean uh, just dominate this division. That is the X Factor. But you can also say X Factor is o- uh, Oakland. Because you're expecting it. I'm expecting this jump, and everyone's expecting a jump, and then they. They haven't shown what they can do, but they show glimpses of it. So I have Oakland, Kansas City, San Diego. I actually had okay, my playoff rankings, which I actually just changed my mind while reading this. But my uh, playoff rankings, I got the uh, Cincinnati Bengals had the home field advantage this year, uh, having having a. Uh, Houston winning the girls, uh, uh, being the second best record in the NFL. Oakland, I mean the ALC. Oakland, the third, uh, the third best record, and Buffalo is the fourth best record in the division. And the two wild cards, the Patriots. And I had Kansas City, but I'm changing my mind because if you really, uh, I'm going to go with Baltimore. I change my mind. I'm going to make Baltimore the the second playoff team. Now, it, uh, in the NFC, I'm gonna go with uh, NFC North. I'm gonna go with uh, Green Bay Packers winning the NFC. Well, actually, I, I realize what I did. Well, yeah, I got uh, Green Bay Packers winning the NFC North. I have uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, coming in second, Detroit coming in third, and I have Chicago coming in last. The X Factor in that division, the Minnesota Vikings, Bradford coming in as a starting quarterback because of the injury, Teddy Bridgewater. If they run the ball a lot, run the ball well, a lot of heavy doses of Adrian Peterson to put on that, uh, that, uh, that uh, defense. They can actually jump Green Bay, but I'm gonna go with Green Bay with the NFC North. I think Aaron Rodgers just throws up a, a near 5,000 yard season, probably uh, 40 touchdowns. I actually predict that he's gonna have a big year. Jordy Nelson coming back with injury, uh, if he bounces back, he's gonna be the weapon that he has been. Eddie uh, Lacy. Losing, I want to say, 30 pounds during this offseason, so he's going to be a faster, more durable bat. Uh, so I guess fat shaming by McCarthy on Billy Lacey actually work. Uh, now, 
the NFC East. I'm gonna go with the Giants winning the division. The rest the, uh, the Washington football team coming in second. The Dallas Cowboys in third. The Philadelphia Eagles in last place. Uh, Dallas and Philadelphia rolling with rookie quarterback due to the injury of. Uh, of uh, Due to the injury of uh, Tony Romo, he's going to be out six, ten weeks. I actually believe uh, he's going to it's going to be the latter. He's going to be out for a little longer than Cowboy fans predicted. Um, I got uh, the Giants, just the more experienced team in the division. I actually believe that uh, Cousins will play well for the Redskins, so that's the order of that division. NFC South. NFC South, I'm rolling with the Green Bay Packers in first place. I mean, no, NFC South, my bad. <laughs> the Carolina Panthers winning the division. The Atlanta Falcons coming in second place. Tampa coming in uh, third. New Orleans in, uh, coming up the rear. Uh, I actually believe Jameis Winston will play better this year. That's why I have him ahead of the, the Saints. I actually have uh, the Panthers just, uh, just playing well. Doing what they do, Luke with Luke quickly on that defense. I actually believe there there will still be a dominant defense. I actually believe that uh, that uh, Cam Newton is gonna perform to the same level he did last year. Uh, maybe ten touchdown rushing, maybe thirty touchdown passing. Uh, I I think uh, Ryan will play well for the Falcons. I think the Falcons jump. Or jump back into close to the playoff picture. In the NFC West, I have the Arizona Cardinals winning the division. Uh, I have the Seattle Seahawks coming in second, the Rams uh, in third, and San Francisco coming in last. Uh, I actually think uh, Gurley's going to play. The X Factor in this division is. Uh, it's going to be uh, the Seattle Seahawks running game. They're going to be starting with Kristen uh, Michaels as a starting running back over Thomas Rawls. That's been announced. Uh, there is another X-Factor in San Francisco with Blaine Gabbard being the quarterback at some point, at any point of the season. Because it seems like it's a marriage made in heaven for Kyler Kaepernick and uh, Chip Kelly. It seems like Chip Kelly's offense is tailor-made for a guy who, like Kyler Kaepernick, is more of a one lead two-read quarterback, run, two, one two-read run, and I think that works with Chip Kelly, but then again, I do believe that if it came down to Kaepernick and Bench and Kaepernick coming in, there is the factor of, uh, because it is a Chip Kelly quarter, uh, offense, quarterback's not really protected, and I, I do believe that if Colin Kaepernick come in, he's, he may get hurt, and we might see Duncan Gavin back in the fold. Uh, AFC Championship, I have the Cincinnati Bengals beating the New England Patriots. Uh, yes, I uh, people are like, oh, Cincinnati, but what have they shown? Just, uh, I believe that disastrous last season, that playoff game against Pittsburgh, I think they, they get their act together this year. Uh, I think New England gets off to a late run late in the season. Uh, I think they go into the playoffs as the hot team, but I think Cincinnati will get uh, with the home field advantage, I uh, defeat the New England Patriots uh, in Cincinnati. I have the Green Bay Packers over the Arizona Cardinals beating uh, Arizona in Arizona. 
So I, I do believe Arizona will have a home field advantage. Oh, I didn't even go through that. In NFC, <laughs> uh, in the NFC, I have uh, the, the playoff seedings, the Arizona Cardinals 1, home field advantage Green Bay 2, Carolina 3, and 4, the, the New York Giants. And the two playoff teams. Who better than Ken? The two playoff teams, uh, the uh, Seattle Seahawks and the Washington Redskins. I believe two teams will come out the uh, NFC East pretty much because they played Dallas and Philadelphia twice. And when you're rolling with two or three quarterbacks, you can just throw the defenses at them and just mess up the whole game. But back to my Super Bowl prediction. I have the Green Bay Packers beating the Cincinnati Bengals. Aaron Rodgers getting his second ring. And as for awards for the season, I have the MVP, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Offensive Player of the Year, Aaron Rodgers. I have Khalil Mack winning Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Ezekiel Elliott, and Defensive Rookie of the Year, Deion Jones of the Falcons. Um, as my predictions, and <laughs> I am excited about the season as well as uh, everyone else is. So, are you ready for some football, people? It's going to be a great ride. Uh, we uh, Just last week, the college football season started. We had a bunch of upsets. And and uh, due to those upsets, uh, you got Houston jumping into the top 10. I mean, t- yeah, top 10. Texas jumping in, uh, number 11. Uh, Oklahoma dropping out of the top 10. Uh, it was some exciting football. To, uh, I watched the end of the Houston it's Houston, Oklahoma, and I watched the Texas uh, Notre Dame game. Very fun football games. And then you got, had the Florida State Mississippi game uh, when Miss, uh, Ole Miss just jumped out to a big lead, and just Florida just came back and just dominated. Uh, so exciting time of the year. College football is back. High school football is back uh, this time of year. That's also fun. Uh, so, but uh, thanks for listening, and I, I'm I'm glad to be back doing doing uh, doing the random crap uh, that boy Malcolm random crap show. I will try to do a show each week or each other week. Uh, I'm glad I got a computer back. Uh, as you can see, you can tell when you don't get your reps up, you're not that good. <laughs> this show will get better. As it did the initial time when I first was doing it, you can see that I got better at it. But uh, it would get better again, and it would be consistent again. Thanks for listening, and uh, be well. Personality, the cult of